from the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat, the New York hospitality, all Joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad you're with us. You know that uh, tonight at 9 o'clock uh, here in New York local time, uh, the second... <laughs> I can't even bring myself to say it. Presidential debate is going to take place. Um, I think there's going to be six or seven of the candidates that have put themselves forward for president I'm going to be standing on the stage at the Reagan Library. Um, I literally saw a news network earlier today label it the vice president debate, <laughs> and I forgot that we, we're not into the uh, vice presidential debate section of the campaign yet. Um, I, it's still kind of amazing that they're having these. Uh, you see the, the polling numbers. You see where everything is at. Uh, that these people continue to campaign and continue to do what they're doing, I guess, is a credit to them. They want to get their message out. But at the end of the day, um, it looks like the former president's lead continues to grow over the rest of the field in his party, and it doesn't look like the current president is going anywhere. So uh, we, we are looking at a rematch, most likely, for 2024. But maybe tonight at 9 o'clock, somebody will change that. Maybe something will happen that will change uh, that uh, perspective. Um, on Wednesdays, we do focus more on health than other things. And I wanted to highlight a story um, that Fox News pointed my direction uh, today. Uh, it got posted earlier this morning. But Neil deGrasse Tyson, now we, we know him. He's the guy that talks about the uh, universe. He's supposedly a scientist, and he has you know, such great insights into the epic nature of how big our universe is and so forth. Astrophysicist. Um, he was on a YouTube show. I guess it's different than a YouTube podcast uh, just yesterday. And he was confronted about his support for gender ideology concepts, um, including the fact that he believes that biological males who identify as transgender should be able to compete, should be allowed to compete in women's sports. Uh, he discussed transgenderism on Trigonometry. That's the free speech YouTube show run by British satirist Constantine Kizzen. Kizzen pressed Tyson on criticisms posed by the idea of biological males competing on women's teams. And at one point, Tyson spoke and got rather agitated, appearing to state that the entire sports infrastructure should be reconsidered to ensure inclusion and fairness for all. Okay, inclusion and fairness for all. When boys play sports with boys and girls play sports with bo uh, girls, who is excluded? That's divided up according to sex and bone mass and muscle, muscle mass and bone structure. That's how those two things are divided up. Who's excluded from that? If you're a boy, you have boy parts, boy bones, boy muscle mass. If you're a girl, you have girl parts, girl bones, and girl muscle mass. So he's, he's claiming an exclusion to people that does not exist, in my opinion. Um, he said, one of your functions over time has been to communicate scientific knowledge to the public, said uh, Kizen. Kizen was asking him. And he asked Tyson about his belief that gender exists on a spectrum. He was referring to Tyson stating on TikTok that XX and XY chromosomes are insufficient because when we wake up in the morning, we exaggerate whatever feature we want to portray the gender of our choice. Suppose no matter my chromosomes today, I feel 80% female and 20% male. Now I'm going to go put on makeup. Tomorrow I might feel 80% male. I'll remove the makeup and I'll wear a muscle shirt. What business is it of yours to require that I fulfill your inability to think of gender on a spectrum? 
Okay. That's, that's, a, that's an honest question. That's a good question. He went on to say that biological differences between males and females in sports are a solvable problem and that excluding biological males from women's teams, uh, carte blanche, was an older view of the world. Yeah, like going back to creation. What the trans conversation is foisting upon us is the need to find ways to slice the athletic universe such that we still have interesting fair matches, he said. And it is a combination of did you go through puberty as a male and then transition? Did you have puberty blockers? What is your hormone level if you want to compete? So it requires more creative thought rather than saying no to all. Friends, I... I've had mixed feelings about Neil deGrasse Tyson for a long time. I, he obviously is well-respected as an astrophysicist. I disagree with him on a lot of things. This concept of gender is one of the foulest, child-abusing concepts that we have put forward in quite some time. And what... Neil deGrasse Tyson is not pointing out is that when you have when a child has come to you and been confused about their gender that instead of pointing them to the biological order that is within their body that God made them unique and whole as they are they're not they're not incomplete in how God made them that if you spend your time trying to get their brain and body to accept a reality that does not exist, which is that they are biologically something other than what they are, it is my opinion, and it is increasingly medical science's opinion, that you are abusing that child. You are forcing that child into greater trauma to get them to admit and to conform to a non-reality as opposed to if they have genuine confusion helping them sort things out and conform to actual reality I don't know that there's a more deserving wellness discussion that we could have as a society because everything that Neil deGrasse Tyson just said in that statement um, you go to the Independent Women's Forum and watch the dozens of stories that they have documented now in documentary film fashion of women who went down the path of transitioning, be thinking because they were told, they were, they were brainwashed, they were convinced that they needed to think of themselves as male. And so they started down the pathway and the blockers and the hormones and the surgeries and increasingly the more people that do this the more people are wishing that they had not the detransitioning community is becoming quite large so my my encouragement tonight is that when we're talking science on this level what we need to do is to use actual science and not just go with the flow of whatever today's hot topic is but use actual science and it's sad because a scientist in Neil deGrasse Tyson is now becoming a parrot of the non-scientific he's now becoming a parrot for those that are not pushing science instead of those that are declaring what science is because they have the facts to back them up. All right, Kevin McCullough, we've got a big wellness show for you. Straight ahead, don't go anywhere.
Hey, Kevin McCullough, wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet. You need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Donnie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best, period. <laughs> so tune in, Eye on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's Eye on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. All right, Kevin McCullough, and each week I promise you that Mike Connors of uh, Connors & Sullivan Law will be here to answer one of your real-life questions about, you know, end-of-life planning and the state care and all that stuff. And, Mike, this week's question comes from Walter from Brooklyn. He says... Um, when I die, I want my funeral and burial to be what I want and not how my son or daughter-in-law want, and how do I make sure of this? Uh, Mike, this seems to be a, a somewhat common question, but how do you handle it? Well, for the first thing, you can go to a funeral director and prepay your arrangements. Tell the funeral director what arrangements you want to do. You can prepay it. Um, if you don't want to prepay it, you still can make the arrangements, but if it's not paid, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, is are your son and daughter-in-law going to pay those bills? But you can also appoint somebody else to be the executive of your state to pay those bills if you want it. And in addition, there's a form where you can appoint a non-relative to take care of your funeral if you want. And it's a fairly obscure form, but a lot of funeral directors have it, where if you want somebody besides your son to make your funeral arrangements, you can do that and give that person instructions. There are different options. The easiest thing I would say would be probably prepay your funeral. Yeah. Well, that does seem to make the most sense. And friends, uh, that's why we like to ask Mike about these things, because some of them are just very logical and uh, sometimes just hiding in plain sight. So here's what I want you to do. If you've got questions of your own, uh, call Connors and Sullivan, 718-238-6500, and get your plans uh, set up and finalized. The McCulloughs did that. We have all of our uh, end-of-life wills and uh, other things uh, set up properly through Connors and Sullivan. We are so, so pleased with how responsive and wonderful their people are on every level. Uh, if you would like him to answer your question on the radio, send that to askmikeconnors at gmail.com, askmikeconnors at gmail.com, and then be sure to listen to his own broadcast when uh, he will answer even more questions. Saturdays, 8 o'clock on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA, and Sunday morning starting at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. Mike Connors, as always, thank you so much. Thank you, Kevin. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. And let me go to Tom and Boca Raton. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story. Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show. You guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very fortunate to have a great American story, Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970. The Answer. Our hosts tell them like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, the answer. Of all the boys, boys, boys. And now boys, from boys, New York, boys, back boys, to boys. Radio Night Live. Here's Kevin boys. McCullough. All right, Kevin McCullough on the Wellness Wednesday edition. Always glad to welcome back uh, Dr. Marty McCary. Um, as I have said many times uh, since the onset of COVID from the very beginning, like the fall of 2019, that that we were going to learn more about what we should have known or what we needed to know or what we could have known that would have benefited us the longer we the longer arc we get out and it seems like there's a lot of things that are still coming to light that um, have been either purposefully hidden or not very well revealed to the people and the public at large and as long as that continues I continue to hold that if there's another major health crisis in our country we are not going to know who to trust because the major people that we should be trusting 
uh, let us down. Dr. McCary kind of taps into this in a recent um, Twitter post, X post, I guess is what you would call them now, um, where he said he'd love to have a conversation with the new CDC director on the issue of data. Dr. McCary, welcome back. Always an honor to have you. How would that conversation go? Well, good to be with you, Kevin. I think when the medical establishment rules by opinion, they get it wrong. And there's a, a risk of getting it wrong. They don't have a very good track record. Maybe half the time they decide to rule with a guideline that's just purely opinion, they get it wrong. Uh, opioids are not addictive. They got that wrong for uh, 35 years. Uh, saturated fat causes heart disease. They got that wrong for 60 years. Kids should avoid peanuts in the first few years of life. They got that wrong for 15 years. So we have to go by data. And right now you're seeing them sort of guess with opinion, shooting from the hip with the new COVID vaccine. They're pushing it on young, healthy teenagers. I'd love to see that data. Um, here's the conversation I would love to have with the CDC director. What is your impression, Dr. Mandy Cohen, of the incidence rate, what is the number in terms of the incidence of myocarditis after the second COVID vaccine that we have in young, healthy males? There's a number there. There's an incidence of myocarditis, symptomatic myocarditis, that is one in X number. It's a number. I don't know if she knows that number. I think she's citing a number that comes from earlier studies with a low capture rate of myocarditis that make the complication look far more rare than it is in more mature studies, in studies that use better methodology. That rate is one in 2,700 young males develop symptomatic myocarditis. Now, she made uh, the misinformation statement that myocarditis was more common after the uh, infection than after the vaccine. That's not true. And actually, it's 5 to 28 times more common after the vaccine. And when people have natural immunity, it also changes the benefit profile, which kids have nowadays. So there's a lot of questions I'd love to talk to her. Where does she come up with the new vaccine, by the way, which was approved based on data from 10 mice in the case of the Pfizer new COVID vaccine? She claims the new COVID vaccine reduces the risk of long COVID. Again, misinformation. There's absolutely no data to support that. Uh, there are some studies that even suggest the incidence of long COVID has diminished to the point where it reflects the incidence of long haul symptoms prevalent in the general population or in the population after any infection, not just COVID. Yeah. So uh, it, it concerns me that she's sort of giving her opinions, but talking as if it's absolute. Well, wasn't that the problem for all of COVID? That, yes. the, that the federal authorities spoke as though they were divine, and in reality, they were all shooting theories, and it turned out that a lot of them were wrong, and I remember you in particular being one of those that was, show me the data. I'm not I'm not disputing you, but show me the data. Show me the data. I want to see the data. And they also then said, and don't, by the way, talk to your primary care physician. Just go to the emergency room or just go to the pharmacist and just do what they tell you to do. Get the, get the vaccine, and then you'll be okay. Turned out a lot of that, a lot of those ideas were terrible. Yes, and it goes, uh, you know, there's a long history of this. So take, for example, a mistake where the public health authorities and the medical establishment had said that opioids were not addictive for 30 years. Okay, when they made that misinformation claim, when they just sort of went with opinion and without studies, guess who was fostering it the entire time? It was the industrial complex. It was pharma. And so now we have a, a system where pharma has a very cozy relationship with the government, with the White House, to the point where they convince the White House to buy their product with data from 10 mice. They, they, the government went ahead and bought the, the this new vaccine that was approved two weeks ago. And they have a very cozy relationship with doctors' groups. They sponsor tons of 
doctor activities and conferences. They advertise in all the journals, so the journals have a conflict of interest. And they're running announcements in your CVS store. You go to buy a, a bar of soap in CVS or Walgreens, you name it, and you hear announcements from Pfizer on the overhead intercom system urging you to get the new vaccine as if it's an absolute, ignoring natural immunity, forgetting about the risks of myocarditis in young, healthy people. Um, so that's that. this is a pattern. This is nothing new. When medicine goes off the rails, it rules by opinion, and there's a heavy arm of industry that pushes it. Let me ask you about something you just kind of slightly alluded to. I had several listeners about two weeks ago shoot me information that I think Congressman Massey was bringing up in some of his questions on this, but it appears as though some um, branch practices of, uh, of uh, physicians' groups have been, in essence, bribed or incentivized with a dollar amount per vaccine given to vaccinate their patients. Are, are you aware of any of that? No, I'm not directly, but if you think about it, um, many of the people talking about vaccines are paid by Pfizer and Moderna to run the vaccine trials. Many of the people authoring these studies are paid, and if they're not paid by Pfizer and Moderna, they're sometimes paid by Dr. Fauci's uh, organization, NIAID, or they hope to be paid by the NIH for a grant. So when the central leadership of Dr. Fauci and the CDC White House Industrial Complex, when they control the purse, when they control the currency of academic promotion for physicians, that's a very strong position to be in. So the latest thing they're doing is creating all these organizations to combat misinformation. Well, misinformation is basically a code word for censorship. When they say, oh, we're working on addressing misinformation, that's a code word for dethrottling, censoring, uh, downplaying, and canceling different opinions from the main dogma opinion. Um, it's a risky business. When the government claims that they know scientific truth and they have to silence other opinions from the medical scientific community, that's a very that's dangerous a bad sign. That's a very bad sign. We're speaking with Dr. Marty McCary. Come right back after this short break. Stay here. I'm Keith Peters reporting. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis will be center stage again when candidates meet for the second Republican presidential debate. The candidate placement on stage is based on candidate order in polls that meet standards set by the Republican National Committee, with higher performing candidates closer to center stage. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott had asked the RNC to change its rules so he would be closer to center than the last debate, but they didn't budge. U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin says she won't recuse herself from Donald Trump's 2020 election interference case in Washington. Chutkin rejects the Republican ex-president's claims. Her past comments raised doubts about whether she can be fair. Chutkin said in her written decision Wednesday she sees no reason to step aside in the case scheduled for trial in March. More details at srnnews.com. Increase your investment knowledge in a unique way this year. Join us on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise along with The Money Show. Visit EagleFinancialCruise.com for details and to secure your cabin. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from big tech. Become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to every radio show over the last 10 years, all commercial free. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free PragerTopia coffee mug. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. 
AM970theAnswer.com. Want more of AM970 The Answer and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for breaking news, what's coming up on the radio, thoughts from our hosts, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM970theAnswer. Come on, tweet with us. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. For 25 years, Invite Health has been leading the way in wellness with our extensive line of dietary supplements. With our brand new state-of-the-art website, we now offer new everyday low prices. Save even more with our brand new subscription plan. Stay tuned to learn about new and exciting offers and services. Remember, free shipping on orders over $35. We have made it our business to support you in your health journey. From everyday health tips to detailed genetic testing, Invite Health has a team of experts to help you achieve your health goals. Reach out to us now to speak to one of our nutrition experts or to schedule a consult by calling 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com. Contact Invite Health today to learn more about getting healthy and staying healthy. 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com. Josh Edwards, a stenographer who has served for more than a thousand depositions, arbitrations, hearings, etc. I, I don't think people understand that there are lots of different kind of revenue options with court reporting. I encourage people to check it out. And Josh Edwards, you're a perfect example as to why. So we start our captioners at my company at $100 an hour, and there's a two-hour minimum per job. You know, when we send an email saying, hey, we have a job starting at 9 o'clock on Monday morning, are you free for it? Even if that job cancels within a day or if it only goes for half an hour or 75 minutes, they're still going to earn a minimum of $200 for that time slot. I encourage people to check it out. Email info at plazacollege.edu. And they have an introductory thing to just click the link and get the info. And Josh Edwards, you're a perfect example as to why. That's got to feel good and awfully rewarding. Thanks for spending some time with us. My pleasure. And, you know, I, I'm not bragging to say, but I am very happy and thankful that it has been a six-figure career every year since I started. Email info at plazacollege.edu. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. And now, from New York, back to Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. And we're back on Wellness Wednesday. Dr. Marty McCary is my guest. And if you do not follow him on what used to be Twitter, now is X, you need to because his feed is probably more fact-filled than almost any other physician in the country when it comes to COVID research and so forth. But like all of the physicians that are on uh, my broadcast, um, he's also uh, an active doctor treating patients, doing what he needs to do to make sure that uh, people stay healthy. And Marty, I was thinking about this as I was preparing to speak to you this week. We have kind of hit that little section of the year where the COVID spike happens, but also the flu spike happens, RSV spike happens. Uh, there are vaccines or um, shots for all of these things. And I'm curious, um, given kind of what we've come through, are there kind of some best practices that you're encouraging patients to uh, kind of determine what vaccines they get, what shots they get, and to, and to what degree the seriousness is getting them, depending on age or stage of life, et cetera, and what are some of the guidelines that, that you're going by with your practice? Hmm. Yeah, so I think uh, there are a lot of ways to individualize care and a vaccine strategy. For example, the flu shot. If you work around patients in any healthcare setting, if you have um, uh, seniors around you, flu shot makes a lot of sense. Um, the flu shot is generally considered to have a very good 50 plus year safety profile. If you um, are pregnant, maybe the RSV vaccine could make sense. There are some good vaccines out there. We can prevent some severe illnesses. But the idea that all vaccines are good for everybody and we have to just, you know, push every single vaccine doesn't make sense. I mean, do we want to recommend the anthrax vaccine for young, healthy babies? No, of course not. That's a vaccine that was a total disaster and was taken off the market. So there's a bit of a sentiment in 
public health that they've never seen a vaccine they didn't love. All vaccines are good in principle. But um, I think it's important to individualize the strategy, to talk with your physician, and sometimes a second physician if you have concerns. Um, you know, the important questions are, does this reduce or eliminate the risk? And what is the likelihood of reducing that risk? For example, some years the flu shot is not a good match and it might reduce the severity of symptoms in 5 or 10% of people who get flu. In other years, it could be 25 to 50% people that get the flu will get a downgrading of the severity. So I think it's a very individualized thing. Um, and and, and uh, when, you're, when you're walking through that with a patient, are you looking at their current um, <clears throat> cardiovascular health, their, their current uh, strength of their lungs and, and age of, of the patient and kind of where they are in life? Yes, all of that. Because if you don't have a lot of physiologic reserves, then a little common cold type of infection can really push people over the top. It, it can really give them a hard time. Um, which is why, you know, the flu virus kills people is they have a weak, a weak uh, cardiovascular system. They may have fra underlying frailty and then a little infection will put them in the hospital. So. Wow. Yeah, those are all factors. Yeah. Okay, last question. You talk a lot about the data on the COVID-19 vaccines and kind of how it's been manipulated. Do you, Dr. Marty McCary, still see a role for the vaccine or a version of the vaccine in some of the treatment that you apply? I mean, I think there are people that are immunocompromised who are otherwise at high risk of COVID. We don't have good data on who is in the hospital right now for COVID, not with an incidental COVID positive test, but who truly gets in trouble with COVID. Um, I'd like to see that data. I think it's reasonable for a doctor to say, look, you're at high risk, your immune system doesn't respond well, and therefore I'm going to go ahead and make the risk-benefit analysis and conclude that I recommend the new COVID vaccine. Um, maybe a child, for example, who is at high risk of COVID who's never had COVID, someone who's, say, born in the last few years and has risk factors of, of getting in trouble with COVID. Right. A pediatrician might say, you know, we might do one dose here or half a dose or... Um, Our pediatrician won't touch it, so it's one of those things where, um, I mean, I, I don't know that she wouldn't under any circumstances, but she's being very thoughtful the way you're describing. And I think that's what we need to come back to, this kind of common sense, match it to the patient, make sure that the doctor and the patient that know, that, that know the patient's health the best of all of them are the ones making the decision, not someone in the White House, not someone at the CDC, certainly not someone, um, you know, incentivizing um, – doctors to push it on people. Dr. McCary, we always appreciate your time. Thank you so much for your insights. Good to be with you. Thanks so much. You Kevin. got it. Kevin McCullough, come right back. The Orange are off to an impressive 4-0 start, and now conference play begins as ACC Power Clemson comes to the Dome Saturday. Orange pregame at 11, kickoff at noon on AM 970, The Answer. New York's home for Syracuse University football. Mike Gallagher here. Time is running out to join us in Israel this fall. Dennis Prager and I are headed back to Israel in October with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to stand with Israel. We'll visit amazing places in the Holy Land designed to encourage and captivate you at every turn. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and sign up today. In Israel, we'll explore some of the most fascinating sites from religious and political history. We'll walk the same streets that Jesus walked in Jerusalem, tracing back the steps of Jesus and the disciples. We'll float in the Dead Sea with all its healing and rejuvenating effects. We'll visit the Western Wall, a spiritual experience you'll always remember fondly. No other trip will be like this one. Sign up today to travel with Dennis Prager and yours truly, Mike Gallagher, to Israel. Call 855-565-5519. That's 855-565-5519. Or visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com.
Want to listen to AM 970 The Answer on the go? There's an app for that. Download our free smartphone app so you can listen to all your favorite shows, keep up with us on social media, enter contests, win prizes, and even interact with our hosts all in one place. Just search AM 970 The Answer in the iPhone App Store or the Google Play Store for the Android. Again, search AM 970 The Answer and download our smartphone app today. That way, you can take us wherever you go. When you're high, you feel different. But if you feel different, you drive different. So don't drive high. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. The only station in New York that doesn't hold back. AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Dennis Prager sees a new generation of hate. We have, uh, we have young people who have been trained to be... Like the Soviet Youth League, Komsomol, brainwashed drones of evil. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 1, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3, on AM 970, The Answer. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. Have you been injured in a construction site accident? Have you fallen from a scaffold, ladder, or height while on the work site? If the answer is yes, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. In most cases, the law in New York favors you as the plaintiff if injured in a fall while working on someone else's property. It is important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We're always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Cammons at 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Cammons, fighting for justice, fighting for you. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The answer. Ooh, what a little moonlight can do. Back to Kevin McCullough, live from New York. Ooh, what a little moonlight can do to you. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Um, I am always pleased to have my next guest because Dr. Douglas Howard is one of the true good guys fighting the good fight for your health every day, trying to get people to be more nutritious in how they think about their life, how they practice their life, get them exercising, get them breathing fresh air, getting some natural vitamin D from the sun, not from a bottle. Uh, but he's also trying to do everything he can to make sure you get enough fruits and vegetables in your uh, diet. And one of the really cool things, uh, Doc, that I heard, it, your TV commercials, of course, are very, very cool. And it's fun to watch them on the Salem News Channel and on Fox and other places. Um, but one of them that I I love recently is uh, you, you start the TV commercial by saying <clears throat> some people think that fruits and veggies are a replacement for fruits and vegetables in their diet. No, they are the fruits and vegetables of their diet. <laughs> and then you go on to explain how that, that works. And we talked a little bit about that the last time we visited. I just love everything about Balance of Nature, friends. If you're if you're listening or watching and you've you've never figured that out about me, then you haven't been here very long. Because uh, this is a this is a product uh, all natural, whole food nutrition that essentially got rid of seasonal bronchitis in my life. I've not had an attack of it in nearly eight years, and that includes through the COVID season. When when other people had COVID and they were coughing, I didn't have upper respiratory stuff. I did ca I did contain catch the virus a couple of times. My symptoms were very low. My my endurance was was very good. I was out of it very quickly, and I I attribute. Almost all of that to the fact that balance of nature has played such a huge role. Well, Doc, we were I, talking off air. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something to that just so you're aware. Okay. I, I don't and I don't I don't say to anybody that balance of nature is going to cure everything. It's not. In fact, right. it's you not go out of your way to say that it doesn't. But it's very important that you realize all that balance of nature does is it gives your body the chemistry it needs to help itself. And that, and, and most of us lack that. But right. we don't, we don't cure COVID. We don't 
cure anything. We help your body do what it needs to do. Um, you also mentioned, I know you're going somewhere here, but I'm going to mention this because it's really fun for me. Um, you said, you know, about get out and get natural vitamin D. People don't understand this. Vitamin D is actually a hormone. People don't understand that. So when you're taking vitamin D, you're actually kind of, you're doing hormone therapy, which I don't agree with if you don't have to. And, um, and the beauty of, well, here's a shocker. Guess how vitamin D is made, most vitamin D is made industrially to go into your... Oh, you had to add industrially. I was going to say the best way it's made is from no, the sun no, shining on No, no yeah, you're, you're correct there. But which only is what if you I have in the open, but yes. And the, I, the only way, only if you have the right chemistry to convert it, though, even then. Right. If you're not getting enough fruits and vegetables, then you, you don't have that protective chemistry from the sun to make that happen. But industrially, if you're taking a pill of it, guess where mo how most of that's made? I have no idea. It's from radiating tobacco plants or radiating lanolin, the fat from the wool of sheep. When they radiate it, it starts to shift it. So you're, you're, you're getting it from very highly radiated unnatural sources. And it is not the same as your body making it. And guess what your body makes it from? Cholesterol. And so it's very, very important. Cholesterol isn't all bad. Cholesterol is very important. Every hormone, hormones in your body, I'll go back to the hormone, the hormones of your body are made from cholesterol mostly. And so you don't want to cut it all out. You just want the health. You want to keep it healthy and keep it right. But, but be careful not to get it too low too. Now, we are going in a completely different direction than I had planned, but I'm going to stay on this for a little bit because I think it's important. Um, if a doctor has done a workup on your on your blood and, and all your your things that you know come in a workup, and they recommend a low dosage of a vitamin D supplement for a patient, are there reliable sources that can be uh, found? Uh, for such a situation. And I'm thinking of someone who's maybe, you know, um, they can't, they don't have, you know, they're, they're not really mobile. They can't get outside. You know, there's, there's other certain circumstances that all, that don't always allow people to, uh, to get the, uh, the, the sun to do its job with them. Um, but if they're, if they're, if they were to look for a vitamin D supplement of some sort, what are you looking for to know that it's, that it's, this, the best of whatever option that's there. Well, I'm going to go another route with this a little bit. Sure. Because it takes less sun than people think. If you just have your arms and your face exposed, it only takes about 10 to 15 minutes a day. And most of the time that can be through a window if it's okay. not, if it's not specially screened from the sun. And that's your best way always and i i don't take it and i never have and i probably never will now if i found well, myself you're very active was, too and you're out well all yes the time. okay let me rephrase that i i don't prescribe it okay and i never have because i've always been able to find a way for a person to get enough sun that we can we can regulate that and keep it together now i will say this don't go against your doctor. Talk to him or her. Excuse me. Don't will, go. Will the doctor you. know that it comes from radiated sources? Because that's the first no, time I've ever heard that. No, they won't know. But but I am going to rephrase that. Don't go against your doctor. Talk to them about it. Because just talk to them and say, is there another way? Can I do some other things? Is there something else I can do? I would really rather not take another pill. Is there anything dietarily that can assist in the production of vitamin D? Um, not much. Okay. Not much, to be honest. You know, there's cod liver oils and things like that. And there, there is a little bit, but mostly your vitamin D needs to come and be made by you. But you have to have the chemistry working in your body properly to make it in the right way. Guess where that chemistry comes from? 
fruits and vegetables. Exactly. <laughs> we got it. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, Dr. Douglas Howard, always a pleasure to have you with us. Uh, I'm Kevin McCullough. Don't go away. Relief Factor is so successful at lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question, and the owners of Relief Factor tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and I agree with them. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, yes, 100% drug-free ingredients, each helping your body deal with inflammation. Each of the four ingredients deals with inflammation from a different metabolic pathway. That's right there, approaching from four different angles may be why so many people find such wonderful relief. So if you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or just getting older, you should order the three-week quick start discounted to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you. It has for about 70% of the half million people who've tried it, and they've ordered more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF, the number 4-RELIEF, to find out about this offer. Feel the difference. Former CIA officer and survival expert Jason Hansen here. I teach people how to prepare for the unexpected. Right now, most Americans are not ready for the death of the U.S. dollar. You have money sitting in cash, and if you don't act soon, your financial future could be at risk. I have partnered with Advantage Gold, the number one rated precious metals company in America, to release my new digital dollar survival kit that's 100% free for everyone who calls today and claims your free survival kit. Simply call 800-900-8000 and give your email address, and I will have this new digital dollar survival kit sent to you immediately. Call 1-800-900-8000 now and claim your free kit. And also mention my name, Jason Hansen, and see how you could also qualify for $1,000 in free silver. Supplies are limited, so call right now before it's too late. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. We are proud. Proud to serve. To serve our country. To serve our local communities. To wear the uniform to be a soldier. To serve abroad when and where duty calls. We are ready to stand with our brothers and sisters to defend, to serve, to fight. We're always ready. We're always there. We are the New York Army National Guard. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from Big Tech. Become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to every radio show over the last 10 years, all commercial free. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free PragerTopia coffee mug. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. Once more from New York, Radio Night Live, here's Kevin McCullough. Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, final few minutes of Wellness Wednesday for today. Um, this is a disturbing story out of California, and not one that I think is in the best interest of children's wellness in that state. And pray to God it doesn't go to any other states. But um, California Governor Gavin Newsom, just on Monday of this week, signed a bill that prevents the states, more than 10,000 schools, from being allowed to ban or censor books over concerns regarding racial or sexual themes. And what what this will do, it, it will result in fines for any school that disobeys the law. 
the legislation formerly known as AB 1078 forbids school boards from removing or, cens- quote, censoring textbooks or library books, even if they do include divisive content like critical race theory or flat-out pornography. And I don't know, friend, if you've seen, there are these um, school board meetings all over social media, you see these, where a parent will show up to the school board meeting, uh, say, I object to this book being in our kid's library. And they say, why do you object to the book? And the parent will open the book and begin to read. And the, the stuff is so um, pornographic. It's descriptive. It's so illustrative that the school board meeting, whoever's running it, usually ends up asking the parent, please stop. To which the parent usually asks a very good question. If I can't read this here, why is it in our children's library? That's a national phenomenon. But in California, this this piece of legislation is now going to prevent those schools from being allowed to take those books out. And if they do, they're going to suffer a fine. The law took effect immediately upon the governor's signature and was enacted in response to California government's debate with school districts over whether the latter can remove or censor any books that perpetuate these uh, pornographic or race-based discussions. Um, And this this is truly concerning, friends, because what we're talking about, we're not talking about radical, crazy parents that are off the reservation and completely unhinged and saying, You know, I just don't want my kids to learn about this section of American history or something like that. These are parents that are saying, I don't want you, the school district, having the supposed right to give my children information that violates what we would teach them. And ultimately, children don't belong to a school district. They belong to the parents who God gave them to. It is the parents' right, responsibility, and reward to teach them and to see them blossom and grow based on the uh, thoughts, ideas, values, faith, systems that the parents put into their lives. This is a really offensive law that Gavin Newsom has just signed into law, and it should be undone, and certainly no other states should take it up. All right, that's it for Wellness Wednesday this week. I'm Kevin McCullough. So glad to have you with us.